Hey, Bitcoin, where's my interest? Hello, friends, fellow Pivians. Thank you for joining us on Pivx Pods Episode 2. With the ever-growing popularity in proof-of-stake cryptocurrencies like Pivx, we explore whether Pivx is the path worth following. Also, Pivx Wallet 4.1 is released, and we share our thoughts about this massive update. Is it worth it? And if that's not enough, we're going to share something with you that has not been made public. My Discord handle is Palmtree, and joining me once again is Jeffrey and Rue Barbarian. How's it going, guys? What's up, Palmtree? Hey, tree? guys. <laughs> What's up, Jeffrey? Thanks for having me. Hey, hey, Chad. Oh, Rhubarb. <laughs> Rue Barbarian, you had some snow this morning or yesterday? Yeah. No, I woke up and the ground is covered and big flakes coming down. It's a merry May and you know, up here, yep. I had some this morning, posted a picture up on the Discord. It was like a squall with these ginormous yeah. snowflakes. Really interesting. Yeah, I think we're on the same, uh, I don't know what that line would be in the world, but I know Jeffrey's got no snow. <laughs> no, I've just got 34 degrees Celsius, 90% humidity and raining. It's, it's, it's quite terrible. I can't imagine people mining here in Indonesia. All right. Thoughts on episode one. I didn't get a lot of feedback. I don't know about you guys. Uh, but everyone seems to like the breaking glass intro that went over really well. <laughs> and I'm afraid that we're not going to be able to do that on every episode. No. We could break something High else. expenditure. <laughs> Overall, not as many downloads or listens as I had hoped. I'm confident that that will increase over time as we become, you know, more comfortable and have better participants and maybe some giveaways and some, you know, other stuff to help, help the show along. But I think that'll work out over time. How about you listening right now? Send us some feedback or share your thoughts on future episodes. Yeah, how do they do that, Pantry? What's the what's the the way they can leave a message? Well the best thing you can do is leave us a message using the new Pivx Pods audio message recorder. I'm gonna say that again because that's a really <laughs> heavy. Pivx Pods audio message recorder. It's like an internet answering machine just no account, no login is required. Just click record, submit. It's that easy, and the link will be in the show notes. Great. People can leave messages, but they can also get on the show. If they leave a good enough uh, little soundbite, we might actually put them on the show. And that would be the ideal mm -hmm. uh, situation is that we can you know, involve the community a whole lot more, just mm -hmm. like Pivx is a community project. Mm -hmm. The podcast should be a community project. And feel free to share your thoughts. And we would love that to include you guys on our show. Become famous with Pivx Pods. I had some pretty decent feedback. The The most common feedback was they just like the the candor. Like it was just three guys talking about stuff. And it, and it was, you know, down to earth and approachable. You know, we're not massive technicians by by all means. So people uh, enjoyed it. So that's that's good. Then to finish up my bit, we have no budget. If you want to be a sponsor or donate PIV for giveaways, contact us. We'd be more than willing to explore those options. Jeffrey? Yeah, sure. Mine's a bit of a comical one. I know last time I started speaking about governance and all that stuff. Just a little fun fact that I noticed since I moved to Indonesia. Being here now for about almost three months. So I moved from South Africa. You guys know me as you know the ambassador of South Africa. Now I'm in Indonesia, but 
I don't think I can be an ambassador. There's a huge language barrier that I'm trying to overcome. <laughs> but uh, one crazy thing I noticed right now is that almost everyone is a millionaire. And the reason for that isn't financial wealth. It's because the, the notes are quite crazy in their denominations. I mean, 65 or $70, I think it is, United States dollars is roughly a million Indonesian rupees. And uh, yeah, since I've moved here, my biggest problem with that has been trying to work out the cost of items. It's pretty crazy when you get changed, you get like a thousand rupiah coin, 2000 rupiah coin. And uh, since, yeah, for me, that's been a major issue since being, yeah, I mean, since I come from South Africa and we've got, you know, much smaller denominations. And uh, the reason I brought that up was I think, you know, how much easier would it be if people, you know, instead of relying on fiat systems that are always crashing like this. I mean, I think this is quite, hap this is happening even in Venezuela, if I'm correct, with the huge uh, denominations. And uh, a big solution for that is actually switching to, you know, digital payments. There actually is some work here with digital payments. I'm not sure much on blockchain. I know I've seen a few offices here um, for cryptocurrency exchange such as Luno. But uh, yeah, like for me, countries that suffer like this with, with these crazy denomination issues and inflation and whatnot, uh, crypto is actually a big, you know, it's the answer to this. It's much easier to spend, much easier to carry around. Yeah, for me, it's just a whole bunch easier. And that's what I just wanted to share with you guys. Yeah, that totally makes sense. It's uh it's tragic when you see the news and hear people, I mean, you see money on the streets, it's worth nothing. Yeah, I think cryptocurrency, you know, system really brings that power, uh, if you want to call it, or control down to the individual. And they can decide if they want to be corrupt or not. But at least, you know, it's it's an individual choice. And the system is not going to be tampered with like it is so easily with fiat. Yeah, I'm always surprised at how, I don't even know how to word it. I'm just surprised at how slow the adoption is for something that's so powerful. You know, it just almost, is that what scares people? Is that it too good to be true? I think it's a combination of it's early. Tech and the tools are still immature. We all think, you know... And our latest wallet's amazing, and we talk about how easy it is to transfer funds. But for someone who's never touched that, it's not easy because it's something new they have to learn. And the tools are still not as intuitive as, you know, maybe an ATM or, or you know, a quick send file, send files like we can do. So there's a learning curve. And I also think there's a stigma as well, I think, over the years. And that's slowly kind of going away, I would say, is people thinking crypto is all for criminals and, and you know, dark web. Yeah. So Darknet. Stuff. And yeah, so I think I think those two things are the barriers that we have to kind of overcome. And it's a challenge for all cryptocurrencies to become easy to use and also to educate people that, you know, we're we're here for the common good. And this is actually a system that will help everybody and, and the individual. So, you know, even Pivx has struggled as we decided to be, you know, a privacy currency. You know, there's always people saying, oh, you know, wh why are you private? What do you got to hide? You know, and that's, I guess that's the perception that we have to get over is we're not trying to hide. We're just trying to protect freedom of privacy. And that's our right. So if we can continue that mantra along with improving tools and starting to see some use cases where people can, you know, see how it's used, it'll be adopted. But we're still we're super young though, right? It's still not even two decades in. So I think we have a ways, but those are the two barriers I see. All right. And how about a 4.1 wallet? I'm assuming you both loaded that, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> it's loaded. Yeah, man. <laughs> What's your thoughts? Is it worth it? Well, cool part is my banana pie is back in action and staking my piv. 
yeah. since the resource reduction came in. That's been super cool for me. Before I rented a VPS and now because the wallet uses like 60% less RAM for me, I think currently it's sitting at like 1.1 gigs and I've got like two big two gigabytes of RAM on that little uh, single board computer. Um, yeah, it's working good. So it's really cool. Yeah, I think the, uh, no, yeah, the speed is, is great. The sync time is awesome. I think we, I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but just the, the new proof of stake time protocol that does allow for smaller low end devices to to possibly stake that's that's a game changer and uh what i noticed mostly you know along with all those is the staking chart which didn't work before at least for me i don't know if that was true for everyone but now i have a little chart that shows me my month to month little rewards you know what i'm talking about oh yeah no it worked for it was it was great 4.0 is it was there so maybe you had a i don't know what what wallet were you running the latest the 402 but it, it didn't work for me for whatever reason but working now so see those little uh, charts in it let you know something's going yeah. on we like those animations it's a beautiful wallet. Love it. Purple. Woo-hoo. All right, Rue Barbarian, what do you have for us? I mean, what's been on my mind, and, and it's uh, something I you know I put out in the community, is that I've had to step back. It's been heavy on my mind and heart to kind of like have to focus on on my other company and focus on our you know my family, and and I think it's a it's an interesting time for all of us going through this COVID isolation, and you know uh, companies like like mine, we 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 took a huge hit, and like a lot of our clients decided to put their marketing on pause, and and uh, you know so the funds were were not there, nobody left unhappy. They just said we can't proceed so having to lay off staff and you see a dramatic drop in income you just you just have to do things and and one of the hard thing was to to just kind of put a halt on uh, a pause on kind of the you know the multitude of things i was doing in pivx and just tell everyone hey i'm i'm taking a break and over the last two months or three, I've been talking to a lot of people, Palm Tree, you being one, and, and others in the community to take on certain tasks and, and duties that I've been doing. And, and uh, so I've, I feel good stepping back. There's there's a great community involved, and uh, I think it's going to, you know, we'll be fine. But um, as a call to everyone in the community to make sure that you're you're having a, a decent work-life balance and crypto is addictive to some degree and you you know, you're clicking and looking on the charts and whatnot. And for me, I'm a people person. So I just love the community. I like talking to people all over the world. And I just found myself spending free time (laughs) where I should be working on sales and bringing in income. So a little bit more of a personal blurb there, but I think a lot of people can relate to, you know, the intense energy and time that we all put into this project and how at times we do need to step back and recharge and, and refresh, reheal. Yeah, it's easy to get consumed by it all if you don't. You have to take care of yourself first and then can't help other people if you're not taking care of on your on your own end. Yeah, for sure. So that's, you know, I'm, I'm in a, I, I'm still involved and I'm still, you know, around in the, in the chats and whatnot. Um, but I've, I've had to focus on, uh, on paid work and, and trying to get the company back in order and, you know, feed the family, pay the bills. But Still super excited about about Pivx and the road to privacy for sure. And that's a good call to community. If you have talents that you can share, you know, we're all just a team of regular people just trying to do what we know. Like I suck at graphics and Rhubarbarian, you can throw them out in about four seconds. <laughs> you can say, oh, this is the idea you have. Let's make it look like this. How's that? And it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it takes four seconds. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I know it takes longer than that. I'm just saying, it, you know, what would take yeah. me four weeks <laughs> yeah. 
to still look bad <laughs> would be a relatively easy task for you. But everyone has a talent that they can offer. Yeah, and there's super, there's some super talent in the community. And I do want to give a little bit of a tease towards a new website is coming. So that's that's kind of a cool news. Um, not sure the, the total timeline. And there's also a slight brand evolution coming as well. So it's kind of uh, great to be working with other artists in the community as we progress our visual communication out there. But yeah, there's there's plenty of people out there that can that can step up and and help out and who knows you know if things progress and get stronger i'd love to to come back and help with not just design but marketing and you know ideation so so what's the uh is there a timeline for the new website um i heard rumors like a month or two so i think the goal is to have that in place and be in place well in time for 5.0 so and 5.0 is projected to be q4 so i think we're i think we're in line speaking of new website there's a new website just not the (laughs) pivx.org website do tell what is it it's a drum roll it happens to be podcast.pivx.org, and nobody knows about it except for you listening right now. There's still a few little bugs in it, but it's good enough to be released, and it's live, and that's where you can find the Pivx audio comment message machine mm-hmm. recorder. We'll have to find a good name for that. <laughs> Maybe we should do a contest. What um, what else is on the site? I know there are obviously our shows, kind of our... Pivx Pods is on there, but what what else is on there for content? Uh, right now, it's just some of the other episodes that are in the main podcast feed. But in the future, we'll be able to. It's basically like TV network or radio network with different series, mm-hmm. so everything can have a home. Pivx Press, Pivx Pros, Pivx Sports. Everyone's got a home mm-hmm. over there. If we need new categories, we'll just add them. If it doesn't have a home, but it needs to go on there, there's a series called Pivx Extras, and I need an image. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge for Pivx extras doesn't fit one of the normal mm. show formats but it's worthy of being out there cool that's great Tom Tree and thanks for putting that together We're, it's a it's awesome that we can have a aggregate space for all things Pivx communication and have them in audio format so it's easy to easy to find and easy to listen to on the road and then if you're you know more partial to one particular series you'll be able to just open up series page and see just the episodes for that series so if you're super keen on listening to Pivx pods yeah. yay yay you just go to Pivx pods series and you'll see just our shows if you go to pivx class you'll have just nice. classes it's a it's a pretty cool uh, little setup i think great thanks for doing that all right do we want to talk about 4.1 anymore or do you want to jump into proof of stake jump into the main topic all right main topic proof of stake are proof of stake earnings interest or reward or both it's kind of a mix of both mm-hmm. what i say that is basically you're awarded a reward of two piv in exchange for your staking efforts and you know securing the network the frequency of this majorly depends on your PIVX balance. The more PIV you have, the you know the higher the chance of you winning a reward. But these calculations change all the time. But currently, you know, with staking, you get roughly 8.5% per annum, which is where the interest idea comes in as well. Uh, so some would view that as interest as you earn due to your holdings, but also a reward due to your work that you that you provide for the network. Right. And uh, just a, a quick definition tailored mostly for currency or uh, cryptocurrency. Interest is the profit that is made on invested capital. So initially, I thought that uh, proof of stake is a reward and not interest. But if my interest in PIVX or cryptocurrency is that it's an investment, then if I'm making something on that investment, that is theoretically interest. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. a reward is something that is given in return for some service. So we're securing the blockchain and we're getting a reward for that. Yeah. So I believe that it's both. Yeah, exactly. Same sentiments here. Yeah. I see 
see it as both. I mean, it's same as the, I mean, the bank, you have interest. The more you have, the higher the interest payments or the, the frequency you get. So you do get more. And the reward part, if you think about it as a reward, the bank benefits off of your money being in the account. They use it for investments. They make a lot of money off it. They make billions. They give you pennies. But anyways, um, they're rewarding you for your money being there. And then they call it interest. So I think it's a, it's okay to use both terms and both very specifically work well. We use it strongly within the Pivx wallet, you know, the, the staking rewards. And it seems to resonate with people to be like, oh, thank, I got a reward. I'll, I'll keep doing what I'm doing to help the network and help the security. And in turn, I'll have these rewards slash interest. How do you see PIVX as a proof of stake coin as compared to, let's say, Bitcoin? The big sell of cryptocurrency was being your own bank. Mm -hmm. And I'm my own bank with Bitcoin, but one Bitcoin today will be one Bitcoin 500 years from now. Similar thing looking at proof of stake is that's going to increase as you know a lot like interest in a bank. So being my own bank with interest seems more in tune to being my own bank. Yeah, yeah I think um, compared Comparably, like we've kind of talked a little bit about proof of work, but uh, if we want to get down to it, the the energy that's con- that needs to be consumed to create, you know, these the um, rewards for for being a miner is insane. I mean, they're they the amount to you know win one coin uh, energy and and people are setting up these massive mining farms that are sucking you know half of the population's reserve energy just to get bitcoin um so that on right there to me is like you know it's not efficient it's hurting our environment it's taking our resources it's using a lot of equipment and power it's expensive it's centralized to just the miners so anyone that holds bitcoin if they're not mining they're not part of the reward or interest system right so there's so many things that just you could just kind of check the box and go wow a proof of stake is is a supreme consensus algorithm i just i don't i don't understand why there's even an argument really i mean I, you, you see people battling back and forth and and to me it's a no-brainer so i don't know about you guys like it's like well we have these pow versus pos things and it's just like why are we even fighting about this like it's way better <laughs> right what part of that do you not understand yeah <laughs> yeah precisely proof of work versus proof of stake consensus video that that we have it's a really awesome illustration of the difference between of the two consensus mechanisms, and it's one of the simplest kind of explanations on what the difference is between the two. So I think that'd be great to put a link in the notes as well. Yeah, that was a really well done video. Whoever did that. Yeah, Choco Block. Um, which brings us to the next question, which is, in your opinion, do you think proof of stake is more decentralized than proof of work? Oh, for sure. I mean, you think about think about how many people can participate in the network and gain interest or rewards in the proof of work system versus proof of stake. Somebody should do that math because we know there's lots of miners around and everyone's mining. Not everyone, but a lot of people are mining. But the percentage must be massive compared to the proof of stake consensus because every Everyone can do it. You can have one PIV in your wallet and you can stake, whereas in the yeah. Bitcoin world, you have to be a miner. Yeah. And even to add on that, the what you mostly see, the patterns you mostly see when it comes to POWs, it's usually these corporations or these big pools that mine the blocks. Whereas with PIVX, you know, it's the average, average Joe who's mm-hmm. investing, either running a staking node or a master node. And uh, with with obviously with the centralization of mining, um, it comes down to wealth as well. Mm-hmm. Because right now we have the Bitcoin halving. I think it's in two days, in a few hours from now, yep. at the time of our recording. And 
when that happens, the difficulty, you know, that there's less block reward, it becomes harder to mine BTC. And thus, some people who are currently mining will no longer be able to mine because they can't afford to or they don't have the resources to. And that way, it becomes at a point where it's only these big corporations or these big groups that can afford to take part in the mining, you know, the mining consensus. And that ultimately leads to extreme centralization, in my opinion, mm-hmm. because you have these groups of people who can then, you know, make full rules because, you know, once you have a majority share of the hash, you can you know manipulate mm-hmm. uh, and attack the network if you if you will so that's 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 pretty much why i say yes you do see centralization much more in a proof of work consensus than you would in a proof of stake merely because of how cheap it is to get into proof of stake mm-hmm. and not only that i remember there's a stat a while ago where you'd have to own so much of the master nodes and staking balance in Pivx to even have to be able to attempt an attack. Mm-hmm. So it's near impossible. Maybe we can reflect on that during another show and provide some stats on that. But with proof of work now, we've seen a lot of the smaller coins, even like Bitcoin Cash back in the day, um, getting attacked by these uh, where you can rent your hash power from like, I'm not sure of the websites exactly, mm-hmm. but just it is cap- it's possible just by renting even for an hour to, you know, attack the network. And that's that's quite troublesome. Yeah, the other side of it too, when you think about the massive amount of equipment. So if you if you looked at a at a Bitcoin mining farm, say up in I don't know, Iceland or whatever, they're they're setting up these huge containers, like massive warehouses, to get some Bitcoin versus what what is now possible with Pivx with the new time protocol and proof of stake, somebody running like a Raspberry Pi can gain rewards insane like it's how much do those costs jeffrey hey raspberry pi right now um well yeah in indonesia i can get a full kit for about 60 yeah. us dollars 55 us yeah. dollars yeah for <laughs> real compared to a graphics as the, card as the as the code and all the tech you know improves we're just we're just continually going to bring the opportunity down to lower end you know device power devices mobile everything's gonna you know it's all gonna be mobile and where, you know, Bitcoin just keeps, going, you know, you have to get bigger and badder and more expensive equipment with Pivx, you, you keep having to pay less and use smaller devices, which also when I mean, we talk about cold staking as well, but the need for high speed Internet and, you know, that's all has to be in place if you want to like super get your proof of work mining rig going Um with with proof of stake and cold staking, you you, you don't have to be connected to the internet. So again, no brainer. I don't know why it's even a, a debate. I think we're all in consensus that proof of stake is definitely more decentralized than proof of work. And how would someone go about staking? What are the staking options? I know there's uh, hot staking, cold staking. What's what does that all mean? And um, what, what are the options for a person to stake? We're talking about these single board computers and delegations and things like that. So, what does somebody need to know about getting started with staking? Um, so to to stake, basically the first thing with Pivx is you obviously need your coins. The minimum there is as long as you have <laughs> Pivx, you can stake. So the the two methods that Pivx currently has is Hot staking and cold staking. So let me just um, you know tell you what the more about what those are. So hot staking would basically be where let's say you have your Raspberry Pi 4 and it's in your lounge, it's running the Pivx wallet. There's there's say 500 Piv on there. It's connected to your internet. It's online 24/7 and staking is active. So basically you are then your funds are in a wallet that's run by that PC or that little device and it is staking and working on the network. And in return, you're getting rewards. So that's that's hot staking, where your funds are readily available on the wallet on that PC. Now, recently, we actually enabled cold staking. 
So what cold staking actually allows you to do is you can either find someone within the PIVX community or they have services such as all nodes that offer it for free. It should actually be free because there's um, I don't see a need for anyone to charge for it. But basically, you can run a, a PIVX wallet with no funds at all on a VPS or be it a friend's PC or whatever. And you can delegate your coins to stake using he, one of the addresses he's created. So in other words, you no longer have to keep your funds in a wallet file at, connected to the Internet 24-7. Um, so that's a, a big safety that the safety measure that's been put in place now. So you can even leave your coins on a, on a Ledger Nano hardware wallet and you're still earning staking rewards for holding those coins. Um, there's a nice wrap on our website, so maybe we can provide that to once we share this uh, resource. But that's pretty much the two options of staking that we have. Um, maybe I was a bit vague, so feel free to ask me anything more to make it easier. Another thing that people don't generally look at as a viable method, but you could have a paper wallet and actually be staking from a piece of paper. You're going to be doing a cold stake method, but it could actually be just two QR codes on a piece of paper and actually be staking from that piece of paper. Crazy. And safe. All right. Anything else on the staking options? Or do you think we covered that pretty good? That stake is done. I think it's medium. Big cooked. Jeffrey, with the new 4.1 wallet, you're the support lead. What's the biggest question people seem to be having? Okay, so currently in the Discord right now, we've had a few prompts where people are asking about the HD wallet implementation. And uh, it seems people actually, they don't know the true definition of what HD wallet is because a lot of us think that when you say HD wallet, it means that there's this mnemonic phrase. Um, there's actually a few security reasons as to why we didn't go that path. But basically, the HD wallet implementation that PIVX has implemented will allow that the, it's quite technical, but basically in the past, if you had a wallet.dat file, let's say that you backed up six months ago and you're a very active user, you create new addresses all the time. The possibility is that you would go above your key store, um, your, the amount of keys that are based in it, so your wallet addresses, and that wallet.dat, if you ever restored back there, you would actually no longer have access to your funds on your new addresses. So we've implemented our HD uh, version, which will allow an, uh, pretty much an unlimited key pool size, and they're all linked together. So all your transactions, all your balances, and all that can be retrieved, even from a backup made a year ago, uh, if the year was today, obviously. <laughs> so we're looking back from a year from now. Um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much what's happening right now. Um, there is a way to get a seed, but um, that, that we don't recommend. Still continue backing up your wallet.dat files, but now you can be almost guaranteed that your wallet.dat file will hold your funds, even if you've put it underneath the ground in a flash drive and it's been there for the past five, ten years. So a pretty cool feature that they've implemented. So if you, I, I know when I first ran it, it came up with the prompt to go for the HD wallet setup. And I was actually a little nervous because <laughs> I was like, is that going to, you know, is that going to break the cold staking that's already set up? Is that going to, you know, is that safe to do? I, I actually wasn't sure. And um, I backed up my wallet dat just to make sure. And then I ran it and I didn't notice any difference after doing so. So I think that's the best option is just to accept that. Yeah, exactly. And then make a new backup of that. Uh, it actually should prompt you to make a new backup and then just keep that one safe. Yeah, it's, it's a really good and simple feature. Just click yes and feel more comfortable with your funds being safely kept on that wallet file.
so now that you've backed it up, you've uh, put that in a secure place after, you know, after you upgrade to the HD wallet, you secure that wallet dat file as a backup on a USB or however you secure your stuff. And in the future, two years from now, I could restore that and have no loss of funds. Exactly. Including addresses. Oh, so a nice thing as well is um, if you, any address that's created in, let's say, the, the, let's say if you had a, the, the wallet.dat already running uh, in two years time, any address that would be created at that time, let's say in 2022, would still exist on that wallet.dat file created this year. So it keeps everything will always be safely stored on that wallet.dat file. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good, really, really good improvement. Exactly. And I do recommend that anyone who is currently upgrading to 4.1, you should, even though it's not mandatory, it comes with so many benefits, as you've heard in the previous show and this one. But that one, if you're doing a lot of transactions and you just want to feel more comfortable knowing that you always have a, you know, let's say a permanent rainy day storage of your PIVX funds, yeah, go ahead, please upgrade, take a backup and yeah, enjoy the new features that 4.1 has to bring. My eyes went all glazy as you guys are talking about all that. Hey, so so as we keep talking about proof of stake, why don't we share a little bit about um, more about decentralization and maybe some more improvements or just how Pivx is always moving towards that decentralized movement? Yeah, sure, Chad. Let me. Oh, sorry, I keep calling you Chad, but uh, that is Rubal Baron <laughs> I'm referring to, guys. Just so used to that's, that's, that's the no relationship see, that's we no have. Secret. He's always there. <laughs> He's always there helping me with graphics, so (laughs) I've got used to calling him that. But yeah, speaking of decentralization, as it comes with cold staking, we've noticed that a lot of people have started offering cold staking within the community. And what we actually, the reason we're actually doing that is because there are some providers out there that are offering, you know, free cold staking. You know, we try to keep the network as decentralized as possible. So we try not to flood one network or one service with everyone throwing all their coins cold staking there. So we have been, we're actually testing out something right now where we can actually make a website where people on the Pivx team or some trusted community members can, you know, the, out of the good of their own heart, they're going to post their staking addresses and allow people to stake freely using their, their servers. And that's, that's all in the aim of decentralization. Uh, but yeah, big shout out to all nodes. They, they're currently offering Pivx cold staking for free. That's really awesome of, of them. So you guys can check them out as well. But yeah, you can easily find someone in the community as well on Discord that is offering it. But that that's pretty much the major thing when it comes to decentralization. We just don't want all masternodes being flooded to one service, all staking uh, balances flooded to one service. At this stage, I don't think it's a real threat. It's just obviously we always look into keep uh, decentralization as the number one next to privacy. Right. And so for the best effect, stake at home, whether it's hot or cold, but you know within your within your own home or place and not everyone has the means where they can leave their PC running 24/7 or they the mobile PC goes to work and comes home that's obviously not a good way to be staking with a computer that's going up and down on you know power up power down power up power down so that's where cold staking becomes an option for those people or for those that have bandwidth limitation or power limitation cold staking works good for that but for the best overall network effect it's great if everyone just does that totally on their own in their on their own devices exactly we'll have to open up a raspberry pi store does uh stakebox still do the the uh staking raspberry pies uh yeah they do actually i wonder if they still offer the perfect stakebox that's something to look into because now it should be definitely compatible i'm actually on their website right now this isn't a paid ad, but yeah, stakebox.org is selling the Pivx Stakebox for 80 great British pounds. I'm wondering, does that have a, a graphical interface or is that all just command line? 
I actually have not tested their setup before. I know that in the past people weren't able to utilize because they're using the old Raspberry Pi. So before people go ahead and start ordering, I just think we should just wait and see which one they use because I know it's the Pi 4 now with, uh, I don't remember the exact specs, but it, it's running pretty well. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. wouldn't jump into that until you see other people talking about a success. Yeah, on exactly. That. I'm just throwing out different options that existed in the past. Yeah, but you can get an easy GUI right now. Um, you just basically set up your own Raspberry Pi 4, and then the operating system you install is called Ubuntu. I don't know how you guys pronounce it. Some people say Ubuntu, Ubuntu. Funny, because in South Africa, Ubuntu actually means like humanity, like coming together. But <laughs> yeah, Ubuntu Mate is the operating system I use. It comes with a really nice graphical interface. So you just connect your HDMI cable to the back of your Raspberry Pi or your, you know, your single board computer. And uh, yeah, just download the PIVX wallet and start staking. It's really simple. And the resources now, thank goodness, to 4.1 are more than sufficient. So I think that wraps up this episode. Thank you for joining the show today, and hopefully we'll see you on the next one. Good chat, guys. Check you later. Thanks for having me again. Really good. Hopefully see you on the next one, guys. Thank you for listening. As always, we appreciate your comments. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it on your favorite social media platform. And remember to check out podcast.pivx.org and let us know what you think of the new website.